Are you worried about tomorrow? Are you okay today? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 97 of Tractate Subas, and we learned that if God has taken care of you until now, why would you think he'll forsake you going forward? Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Havrissa today. I like to begin with a story. After more than two decades abroad, Jacob is now ready to face the music. He had fled the wrath of his brother Esau in Canaan to lay low in Haran for a while. While there, he had amassed a small fortune and was blessed with an ever-growing family. But now it was crunch time. Jacob sends messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau to the land of Seir to the field of Edom, and he commands them, saying, So shall you say to my master, to Esau, Thus said your servant Jacob, I have sojourned with Laban, and I have tarried until now, and I have acquired oxen and donkeys, flocks, manservants, and maidservants, and I have sent this to tell my master to find favor in your eyes. The messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother, to Esau. He is also coming to you, and four hundred men are with him. Jacob becomes frightened and distressed. He divides the people who are with him and the flocks and the cattle and the camel into two camps. He says, If Esau comes to one camp and strikes it down, the remaining camp will escape. Jacob then says, O God of my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, God has said to me, Return to your land and to your birthplace, and I will do good to you. I am unworthy of all the kindnesses and all the truth you've rendered for your servant. For with my staff I crossed the Jordan, and now I have become two camps. Now deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I am afraid of him, lest he come and strike me along with a mother and the children. And you said, I will surely do good with you, and I will make your seed as numerous as the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted because of a multitude. Let's look at today's Gemara. They asked Rav Sheshas, if a widow sells property for her sustenance, can she return and repossess those very properties that she had sold as payment for a ketubah? They raised the dilemma in reference to a teaching of Rav Yosef, who said, In the case of a widow who sold leaned property to a third party, the property guarantee rests upon the orphans. And so too in the case of the court that sold property belonging to the deceased, the property guarantee rests upon the orphans. What is the halacha in this case? Do we say that since the property guarantee rests on the orphans, she is able to seize the property? Or perhaps they may say to her, granted you did not accept upon yourself to guarantee the property for anyone else, but did you not accept a guarantee for your own actions? Rav Sheshis responded, you learnt. A widow sells the deceased property for her sustenance and she continues to do so until there is nothing left except the value of the ketubah and she relies upon the fact that she will collect payment of the ketubah from the remainder. Learn from this that if she left sufficient assets, then yes, she may claim it as her ketubah payment. But if she did not leave sufficient assets, then no, she cannot collect her ketubah. Let's analyze the Gemara. Here's the background we need for the piece. Number one, while the Torah instructs that when a man dies, the sons of the primary heirs, our sages instituted various enactments to take care of his other dependents. One such enactment is that the sons are responsible for the widow's sustenance from the estate. Number two, in addition to her sustenance, she's entitled to collect her, her ketubah payment. That money is considered a debt that must be repaid from the estate, and her claim is treated like those of other creditors. And number three, if someone sells a piece of property with a lien on it, the creditors may seize the asset from the purchaser. In order to avoid this scenario, the property owner will often sell the asset with a guarantee that states he will reimburse the purchaser if the asset should ever be subject to repossession. Algamara discusses a case where the widow kept selling property to sustain herself from the estate. 
Those properties had liens on them, and so the creditors came to seize them. When that happened, the children were required to reimburse the purchasers because the assets were bought with guarantees. She finally sells all the property, and there's one piece of property remaining that she sells. She then realizes that she hasn't made the claim for her Ktuba payment. And so she makes a creditor claim on that property and asks the children to reimburse her lien on the sold property. In other words, she's making a claim on the very asset that she herself sold. At that point, they tell her, granted, you did not accept upon yourself to guarantee the property for anyone else, but did you not accept a guarantee for your own actions? While the situation in the Gemara is specifically referring to the rights of a widow to be sustained from her husband's estate, and that's entirely justifiable and perfectly acceptable, there is certainly something to be learned from the turn of events discussed. In life, sometimes people find themselves unable to break free from their dependence on others. They become so accustomed to falling back on the good graces and the largesse of other individuals that they just keep coming back until the account is depleted. At that point, says the Gemara, one must accept a guarantee for your own actions. When there's nothing left in the coffers of munificence, one must take responsibility for his own actions. We all have people that we rely upon and lean on in life, but we need to constantly check ourselves that we haven't become dependent upon the other person to the extent that we cannot stand on our own two feet. We need to ask ourselves what the long-term plan is for independence, because when we're dealing with mortal human men and physical accounts, every part has its limits. There is only one being to whom we can always turn. Our account with our Father in Heaven never runs dry. No matter how many times you've turned to God and asked Him to sustain you, He has unlimited blessing to shower upon you. While we all might know this to be true, how often do we worry that there won't be anything left in God's coffers tomorrow? That only happens when we fail to acknowledge how many times we've dipped into the limitless pot until this point in our lives. When we take a moment to think about how God has provided for us, exceeding all our expectations, there's no question that He will continue to provide for us. The key is to focus on today and ask whether right now things are okay. If they are, then rest assured, things will continue to be okay tomorrow. That was Jacob's perspective as he turned to God just prior to his encounter with Esau. Picture yourself in his predicament. You've got this large family, including a number of vulnerable little children. And your arch-nemesis, the individual who has vowed to destroy you, is approaching with an army of 400. What would be going through your mind? Most people would be thinking, it's all over. But that wasn't Jacob's attitude. Jacob looks around at his family and belongings, turns to God and says, I'm not worthy of all your kindnesses. Instead of worrying what tomorrow will bring, he considers his blessings today. Right here, right now, he thinks, I can't believe how much bounty God has bestowed upon me. I'm really not deserving of all this. Thank you, Hashem, for my amazing life. And with that thought in mind, he knows that just like God has not let him down yet, he will never forsake him. There will always be largesse in God's limitless coffers. That's the attitude that we all need to strive for. Instead of worrying what will happen tomorrow, ask yourself, right here, right now, are you okay? Has God provided for you? Is he taking care of you? If the answer is yes, then why are you worried that tomorrow his blessing will run dry? He has limitless coffers. Just like he's provided for you until now, his miracles are endless and he will provide for you tomorrow. Lean on Hashem. Place your entire weight upon him because he will always be there to provide for you. His coffers never run dry. May you forever think about today's blessings and have faith in God's unlimited bounty. Wishing you a transformative day. 
Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.